Hi, Jake. Hi, How's Adam. it going? How's things? Yeah, man, very well. How are you? Yeah, good. How's Considering th- I'm pretty good. How's things in Leeds? Sunny, actually. Today, the day that we're recording, it is a really sunny day outside, so it's been quite nice. Quite nice looking out of the window, seeing the birds singing and the sun shining. Yep, and no people what whatsoever because we can't leave the house. <laughs> nope, none. Isn't it typical that like that we're having probably the nicest weather we've had in a long time and we can't leave? Yeah, I suppose the only saving grace is being able to go in the garden with the family and things like that. That's the only saving grace. Oh, totally. Quarantine barbecue, totally. Yeah, that's it. Um, so for people who don't really know, um, I guess are unfamiliar with your voice, Jake. Uh, Jake is our Leeds store manager at Drummers Only. Um, Chris is unavailable today, so Jake has kindly stepped up to the plate and is taking taking the reins. Um, <laughs> but today we have a very special guest on the podcast. Uh, we have Mike from SJC. Hello, Mike. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me. No, it's a pleasure, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Same as you guys. Can't go out. Well, I can't really go out. Can go outside though. And very, very similar. Yesterday and today are the two nicest days in the past month. So <laughs> taking it as a positive and enjoying the uh, the sunshine when I can step outside for a few minutes. Oh, totally, man. Yeah, man. Totally. So for people who don't know, Mike is the owner and co-founder of SJC Custom Drums, who are our latest brand to come into drummers only. Um. I myself has been a, a huge fan of SJC since I was um, 11 years old, probably, was when I first saw an SJC drum kit. Oh. Um, so this, for me, is certainly a personal highlight. Um, this is pretty cool. Um, but for people who don't know a lot about you, Mike, would you be able to give us just a quick kind of introduction to yourself and what it is you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, Adam, what, what kit or artist got you into SJC when you were 11? So, believe it or not, it was a band called We The Kings, and the first kit that I saw um, was the Back to the Future drum kit. Cool. Oh. Dude, that's awesome, man. I love hearing stories like that. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, cool. Thank you guys again. Brief, brief uh, I guess, quick bio about the company. We, were start- we started in the year 2000, and it was uh, started by my brother. Um, he was really into drums. Both of us were very into drums as we were kids. And I had a drum set. He wanted a kit. Sibling rivalry. You know, didn't, I didn't let him touch my drums. Uh, he took an old... <laughs> bit like the scene out of Step Brothers. Yeah, exactly. It was, you know, <laughs> when we saw that movie, we were like, that was us. We should have did that first. Um, but yeah, we were, we were kids, man. We were like 15, 16 years old, just messing around. My brother was ripping drums apart. Really, not, not out of necessity, more out of um, like, hey, the drum set he got from our cousin's attic looked really bad it was just like a cheap old um you know crappy looking drum set so he ripped the wrap off painted the hardware rewrapped the drums got very into the the what's under the hood if you will um, Mm -hmm. of a drum set and so bought all of the raw parts himself cut the bearing edges did a beautiful natural high gloss finish uh powder coated the hardware he got very into that and i saw it and i was like dude that's really cool because i was into a lot of the cosmetics of drums around that time when a lot of the boutique builders were coming coming out uh you know 20 years ago Mm -hmm. in california and whatnot so i got into the 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 aesthetic of the drums and the networking portion of it where him and i were in local bands in high school so we were doing the typical you know going to kinko's and making your own flyers kinko's for those (laughs) of you that don't know in england or is like a print shop 
Uh, you can go and make copies of a, of a black and white flyer. We'd pass them out. So we were way into that as kids and like going to the Vans Warp Tour and things like that, working with, you know, We The Kings and going to see bands like that at, at the Warp Tour and just shows. Um, we naturally, I naturally networked my way into becoming friends with a lot of the drummers that were the, the, the basis of SJC's um, amazing artist roster. And uh, as so you so you essentially fell into the A and R role. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. Neither of us sat down ever. Um, we only recently, in the past year or two, sat down and like talked about business for the first time ever. We we literally just <laughs> went into it blind. We we just did it out of the love and hobby of it. My brother went to college. I went to college. I was in a band that got signed, and we were both kind of preparing to do our own thing. Um, and, and not make drums. We didn't know that it would be an actual business. And fortunately, the, the, the hobby and the passion that we had turned into a full-time business. And when we were both like early 20s, we realized that this is something that we can do and we want to do full-time. Um, so I left my band, I left college, my brother graduated, and we just went in full-time and we've been doing it ever since. Um, and it's been an incredible journey working with so many amazing artists and meeting great people. Um, like you, Jake, we've worked with you for a while. And Adam, yeah, now yeah. it's amazing to have you as a friend um, and to be in stores like Drummers Only and to be crafting, you know, our, our new tagline that we've been using is um, we turn dreams into drums. And so <laughs> as you guys know, and a lot of people listening as drummers or musicians or creatives know that, you know, we're not, uh, I don't even know how the best way to say it, just we turn dreams into drums, man. We all daydream of of different aesthetics and things that we want to look and sound and feel. And we're able to craft those things and turn them into a reality. And for me to see those, those new SJC family members playing these new little babies that we created almost um, is such a gratifying experience. And it's something that I'm so lucky to get to do for 20 years now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just building on what you said then, the uh, one of my other members of staff, Jack, you know, Jack Endy, he's been over to the factory and he's met you guys and everything like that. He's awesome. <laughs> um, and a few years ago, we built a snare drum. And when we were first talking about it, Jack said to me, he said, I want a snare drum that looks like grunge water. And I was like, what the do you mean <laughs> grunge water? So I literally, I typed that to you guys. And the first example that came back I showed the picture to Jack and he was like, perfect. It's exactly, it's exactly what I had in my head. And then we put brass hardware on it and we made it 14 by eight. And it was, it just turned out killer. It just turned out perfect. So totally get what you're saying with that. I love that, man. Like seeing that sort of stuff, dude, it like nothing to me, nothing's better. And knowing, mm -hmm. knowing that, that Jack is stoked on it or whoever the customer is, you know, and like I had the opportunity to meet Jack and his parents. They took him over to, uh, to the U S and, they yeah. came to our shop and we spent half a day with him and like such a cool dude. And um, I don't know, that sort of stuff just motivates me and re-inspires me every single day. For sure. Yeah. What I certainly noticed when we first got SJC in the shop, even at the low end, the drums sound amazing. Like even at the kind of cheaper end of the market, like the Pathfinder just sounds unbelievable. Like for the yeah. money that what it is, like it's fantastic. I think it really, when it came in the shop, and I'm sure you'll agree, Jake, it definitely turned a lot of heads. Yeah, for I guess sure, for sure. People obviously from seeing the brand in such a kind of, I don't really want to say that it was like in one genre, but I think a lot mm -hmm. of people just kind of 
gave it that stereotype of being, oh, that's the Vans Warped Tour brand, you know. But then you get guys who play jazz gigs or you get guys who play, like, rockabilly gigs or whatever, just all of a sudden they're rocking out with SJC kits just because the drums sound good, you know. Yeah, for sure. The Pathfinder, to me, it's just, it's affordable and it's a, it's an easy way for somebody either younger or on a bit more of a budget to just join the family that little bit earlier than what they thought they maybe financially could do. And the saving grace to that is, like you say, Adam, the drums at that level still sound awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. That was the that was the goal is to exactly that get get drummers into the family a lot sooner because we have a lot of either younger demographic or drummers that are on a budget. Um, and so we understand that and we wanted to make a product that they can have in their house that they're proud of. And the Pathfinder has some of the coolest finishes um, in that price point in that range, um, which yeah. is really important to us. And uh, yeah, they sound great, which obviously, as we know, as drummers, they, they have to sound good. They can look cool, yeah. but they got to sound great. And so that's cool. always been a testament um, you know, to our builders and our factories that, that, that craft our drums, um, they, as, as, uh, as motivated and inspired as I am to the aesthetic and the customers being happy are, are people behind the scenes that are building the drums are that, that motivated to make sure that they sound great in their perfect instruments. Yeah. And that, that shows it, it, it runs through the veins of the drums and it, and it really does show at, at this end. So, yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. Yeah, good Nailed job, it. team. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of made me curious about yourself, Mike. What got you into drums? Uh, cool. That No one ever really asked me that. I appreciate you uh, asking me that question. When I was nine, um, you know, just like any kid uh, growing up in the 90s, you know, MTV. Uh, this is pre-social media. So I was watching MTV and getting magazines, skateboard magazines, and just hanging out with older kids at, at my high school um, wanting to be a skater like them. Um, you know, back then it was bands like Green Day and Rancid and um, Refused. I'll never forget seeing Refused music video on TV, on MTV um, for New Noise. And uh, what a what a song. And like the drums in it were just incredible. And I was just way into music. You know, I was even going to like see Corn and Limp Bizkit and just going oh, to show. Wow. My, yes. my, parents, my parents were so, and still are, so supportive of my family, me and my brother, uh, loving music. And when I was like eight or nine, I heard 311's Blue Album. And the drums on that, just like Chad Sexton's snare drum is like such an iconic snare drum, like Abe Cunningham from Deftones. And mm -hmm. um, it just it just cracked. And I wanted to play drums because of that record. I heard it and he had a lot of, he had a lot of effects on his drums on that record, like reverb on his snare drums, like echoing effects and stuff. And I just... I wanted I wanted to be a drummer, and then that movie that uh, that thing you do came out. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie with Tom Hanks. Um, that made me want to be a drummer even more. So I asked for a drum set for Christmas that year, and uh, my parents, being Brad, got me a, a percussion plus red red gloss drum set, and I was like over the moon. Yes. I played it every day. <laughs> I got lessons for like six years. Um, I just dove head first. I just I just fell in love with the drums at when I was nine years old. Yeah. Amazing. That's so cool, man. Like, cause I think you and I have a very similar kind of way of getting round to the instrument. Cause for myself, I remember years and years ago turning on the television and Panic at the Disco were on at that time. I think our music channel would have been Kerrang, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, and just I write sins, not tragedies came on, and I just knew from this from the drum beat from everything about that song. I just thought, 
you know what? I kind of want to do this. That that looks pretty rad. You know, <laughs> dude, that's so cool. That's so cool. Like music, that's the coolest thing about music, man. How how it can like inspire creative things and people that they didn't know existed, mm-hmm. and then it brings us. We're talking now. Like we, you know, made drums for Panic for that record, and I remember I was the same shoes as you like hearing that for the first time just being like whoa like this is gonna be huge this is so cool and like we luckily got to be part of that you know making their drums from that record from the very beginning it was so sick yeah that's right because spencer was one of your earliest kind of i guess sgc artists wasn't he yeah yeah we i i quote panic at the disco and their management crush management for really accelerating sjc's growth um very very early on i'll never forget I was driving on Main Street, coming back from the hardware store, getting some screws that my brother and I needed to finish a drum set. And my the the, the company's number right now is my old cell phone, um, and it was that was my cell phone. So I pick it up, and it, dude's like, "Hey, it's Scott Nagelberg from Crush Management. We've got a band called Panic at the Disco. They're going to record in Baltimore with Matt Squire. Um, we need to get we need to get them a drum set. We need it in two weeks." And I'm like, "Holy moly! All right, Whoa. my brother." <laughs> My brother hated when... Holy moly. Did you actually say holy moly? Yeah. I'm trying not to swear, man. I've got a three-year-old, so... <laughs> I've been saying a lot of holy molies the past couple of years. Love it. I love it. I said something else, I think, at the time, but... Um, yeah, we, we got the opportunity to do it, and we did, and Panic has played our drums ever since, and that relationship sparked, you know, Gym Class Heroes and the Academy is, and just so mm. many cool bands on Fuel by Ramen and um, on Crush Management, and it was just... You know, that's where kind of the Vans warp Tour thing came into play because those networks we had were just people that I was friends with at the time um, and just meeting all these other other people through them. And we just kind of like honed in on that scene. Um, that's cool, Adam. I'm I'm uh, I'm stoked that you learned you, you know, you wanted to play the drums from from that record because that record also had such an impact on my life. Dude, it's kind of when you start backpedaling it a little bit, it's kind of a bit crazy that you made the drums for the record that yeah anyway you know you know what i'm trying to say it's, it's pretty enough yeah <laughs> you call me old i am old oh. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so mike you, you've got to tell us because i think i've maybe heard you tell this story a couple of times but i think it's just too good not to share tell us about that moment where you had to sneak into van's warp tour because i think that's just gold <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so we Again, I was in bands and my brother was in bands and we were, we were always very scrappy. This SJC is a very scrappy company um, because of our roots. We just, just, just like us. <laughs> oh yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you, you gotta be scrappy, man. And like, I think no matter what, as any business that gets uh, any business that scales, I think they always have to find a way to stay scrappy because staying true to your roots, every business and band has to be scrappy and find resourceful ways to get things done. And so my band got the opportunity to play Warp Tour one year. Um, we played like the Hot Topic or the Kevin Says stage or something. And we had our van and trailer and we drove in. And I realized, man, that was really easy. Like driving in backstage and parking with all the buses and loading our gear in was unbelievably easy. We just did it. No one asked for credentials. We didn't even have our credentials yet. So we just drove. We, and, you know, we looked like a band because we have a van and trailer. So we just cruised in and we got into the show um Dude, and that, so I, that leads so much um presidents to my theory of if you walk somewhere with enough purpose you will get in anywhere like, yes <laughs> for sure so then the following year you know my brother and i were like you know how can we how can we you know not sell more drums but like meet more people we just wanted to meet people and refurbish drums at that point 
Um, and I'm like, let's go to the warp tour. It was easy for no trigger to get in last year. Let's just go. So we loaded up my van and trailer and drove to the, to the, um, Boston, uh, Massachusetts state got in, set up a tent. We went and bought a crappy little 10 by 10 at like the, the local, like uh, department store, set it up, did it, sold a bunch of drums, drummers from the tour were coming over, talking to us. I met so many people. I remember LP from yellow card, Aaron oh, Gillespie wow, nice. from under oath. All these dudes are coming to our booth cause there was nothing like it on warp tour. Um, and so we packed up for the day, we left, and we're like, let's go tomorrow. Let's go to Hartford, Connecticut, and like see if we can do it again. So we did, got in, it was great. So the next day was in like Pennsylvania. We just kept going for a few days. I would like sneak backstage and talk to drum techs and drummers, say what's up. And we built a lot of connections then. And eventually, um, one of Kevin Lyman's main people, uh, I didn't know it at the time, it's, it was Kate Truscott. She's like, she was Kevin's right, right-hand person um for the warp tour she caught us and was like what the hell are you guys doing you know you owe me <laughs> oh, this no. much money you gotta leave like you can stay today but you gotta go and so we owed some money and like i had no money on me like there was no atm around because you know warp tours in big parking lots yeah um and so i ran over i had just met the all-time low guys and they were playing they were just on their trajectory of like getting big Mm. So I went over to them. They were loading in on their stage. I'm like, guys, can I borrow? I forgot how much it was. It was like a thousand bucks or something silly. I'm like, <laughs> can I borrow a thousand bucks? And they're like, what? I'm like, I promise I'll pay you back. I'm going to have my sister drive out here later with some money. And so they lend me a thousand bucks cash from their merch <laughs> money. I paid Kate Truscott and I'm like, all right, thanks. And we left. Um, and that was it. And uh, years later, like two years ago, I had the opportunity to speak to a bunch of the sales uh, people for North and South America for vans. And I was at one of their big conventions they have in California um, to a ton, like, you know, there was like a thousand of their salespeople and <laughs> Steve Van Doren is front row. And uh, my buddy Mitch, who, who uh, was the VP of vans at the time was inter uh, interviewing me and he asked me to tell that story. So I was able to tell that story and personally apologize to Steve, like when he was in the front row. Um, and, and that, you know, he already knew about that story, but like, it was, it was like, it's a connection where like they, Vans even gets it. Like they, they're a yeah. scrappy company. And like, yeah. I don't know, it's just those types of things that we did. And that sparked me, man. I snuck into see no effects. I snuck into so many shows <laughs> after that because I realized I could make like a fake laminate by just printing and a graphic I made and like laminating them on my sister's like laminating machine she had for arts and crafts. So don't try it at home, kids. That was <laughs> yeah. Just Security say. was much looser back in that that that, yeah. that time. Man, it really was. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the uh, classic warp tour story. So and you must have paid that money back because Ryan still uses your drums. Yeah, so. we paid it back. My sister came in and uh, I called my sister. I'm like, yo, can you go? You know, we had like a little petty cash box and she came. We paid them back. We've always, And that's another lesson. Always make make good on your uh, on your promises and things like that. Always repay um, and uh, favors or money, whatever it is. Always make good on your word. That's that's important. Good advice. Big good time, advice. man. Big time. Big time. You got anything, Jake? Yeah, so I just, I suppose, I mean, you've been doing it 20 years now, so this, this year is almost your 20th anniversary. Yep. Um, I suppose back in, back in 2000 to 2006, did you ever see yourself in 20 years being as globally recognized as the brand is now? No. No way, man. Like, I... 
I still don't like it's still we've been doing a lot of live streams lately um, mm -hmm. with our artists because you know everyone's home and like we, we want to just entertain and, and connect with our fans and stuff but yeah. I see a lot of comments in there where it's like man SJC is the coolest uh, big company and I've seen that a lot and like I've I, it blows my mind that people think we're a big company because we're so <laughs> small. We are still so scrappy and so small. There's 10 of us inside this company. Um, and I always look back when I was a kid, you know, again, to the story of me wanting to play the drums, wanting to get into the music industry. I'm such a fan of music and I'm such a fan of drummers and other drum companies and drum stores. I used to, I still do. I geek out on, on drum factories and, and guitar yeah. factories and like drum stores and stuff. And like, I remember I was I was visiting I was going to a show and I saw Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two when I was like sixteen, and I was you know like thirty rows deep center and I was like watching Trey Cool play the drums and I'm just like looking up and I just remember feeling like how cool would it be to meet him someday mm -hmm. how cool would it be to meet Trey Cool like just give him a high five, and years later you know Trey plays our drums like we have so many I have so many memories with with Trey and his family and in the Green Day camp like going to see did, them and did he. Didn't he come to your wedding? Yeah, like Trey Cool came to my <laughs> wedding. Like he, 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 sorry Trey, he invited himself to my wedding. Like he basically told me he's coming to my wedding. You know, this is like six years ago now, but I'm like, okay. Like I never even sent him a proper invite. I was just like, yeah, it's this day at this place in Connecticut. Um, if you want to go, you're more, you're more than welcome, dude. I thought he was kidding. And he showed up to my wedding. My whole family was like, yo, is that the guy from Green Day? And I'm like, yeah. So, um, like, we then my wife and I, uh, my wife became friends with his now wife, and we we went out to his wedding. Um, just so many opportunities and memories like that that have been created over this 20 year span. Um, that I look back at moments like that where I'm just like, dude, I pinch myself because that's such a a, a, a moment for me where I'm so grateful and so lucky to have been put in that position. Um, to be friends with somebody like that. And again, the network yeah. that we create um, and the community that we create. So it's been lately my life's mission over the past few years when a lot of these incredible things have been happening. I've, I've gotten older and been able to appreciate these things more, especially now that I have a son. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've created the Loyal to the Crafts um, workshop where we go around the country and we've been around the world. We've been to Tokyo and China where my mission uh, is yeah. to give back to kids that I see me and them i see the 12 15 year old little mike dreaming about meeting jay weinberg from slipknot or having an sjc drum it's literally my mission now to 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 fulfill those kids dreams um because i've been so lucky again 20 years like looking back like we just did it for the love of it we worked our butts off like my brother and i worked i'm not kidding like 20 hours a day every day we worked on christmas I remember I have so many stories about my brother and I working on holidays where we just weren't around with our family. It was just me and my brother in the workshop or I'm driving the drums strapped to the top of my car to get them to the <laughs> FedEx uh, facility down the road because I missed the pickup or it's Christmas Eve and they're not picking up and I got to get these drums shipped out for yeah. a big show. You know, it's a local band where there might have been 20 kids at that show, but it was so important for me and my brother to get those drums done for that person. And so um yeah i just i'm so thankful man and i'm so lucky to be in this position and we're so grateful every single day to have these opportunities yeah for sure i mean i can i can totally agree with that because a few years ago we did an event with jay weinberg in leeds 
and the kids that turned up to that show throughout the day we had him painting snare drums and and everything like that and then he did a show at the evening seeing those kids faces was i mean my face when i first met him i was like oh it's <laughs> jay weinberg <laughs> yeah. but, but then seeing kids who have loved slipknot their entire lives and then the drummer is stood in front of them it's it's a feeling and it's a sensation that you can't you can't put into words it is so yeah, rewarding knowing that I mean, that event was a free event as well. So they just turned up and got to meet the drummer from Slipknot and watch him hand paint snare drums and tell stories and then play a show. It was, it's, it's, it's an incredible experience. So sick. And that's a testament to the family that we keep as well, where, mm-hmm. where our drummers are willing to, to do that sort of stuff. I'll never forget that. Jay had just got done, I think, like a year-long tour with Slipknot. Yeah. He flew from Hong Kong to, yep. in, to, to London Mm-hmm. I picked him up the next day. We drove six hours up to uh, to York yep. and did that whole thing. And like, he was just so stoked to do it and to meet those kids. And I, I forget sometimes because these dudes are now my friends. We're like, mm-hmm. I don't have that. Like, oh my God, this is so-and-so from yeah. whatever band. Um, but I know that there are millions of, of, of drummers and fans that want that. And so again, it's my life mission to place these drummers in that position to yeah. allow them to meet hundreds of drummers at a time or do things online where they can they can again like break down the barrier you're breaking down the stage you're not just up on a 15 foot riser anymore you're literally in front of kids faces and you're accessible um these drummers have been so accessible to me in sjc i want to make that uh, available to drummers around the world yeah and i think your social following sort of says that you're that you're succeeding in that as well because yeah. the, the following that you guys have got is is incredible and it's it is like a family you see the comments on posts and you see the comments on live videos and i'm sure we'll get some on this when this goes out as well of people just reacting and responding like for me what it's always been for me with with your company mike is is you you you've had you've been the face of the company since day one so people sort of feel like they know you um which just makes it easier to connect with a brand when you see a familiar face over and over and over again yeah and you're still doing it now it's not like your company's grown and you've stepped aside and somebody else has stepped in or anything like that yeah I would, and i think that's really cool i would totally agree with that as well thank totally you guys I, I appreciate you saying that i mean it's a, uh, um it's a labor of love and it's mm-hmm. uh we, we are so lucky you know we've got such a great team here manufacturing team that that handles again building all the drums and making sure they're perfect and beautiful um, and sound great and they're up to the standards of, of the of the drummer getting that kit uh, or snare drum and then we've got Jason and Zach and all the guys that and Chris our graphic designer she's incredible um, all the people that are are also faces of the company that yeah, yeah for um, sure. I, I love I love all of that and we've had so many incredible people over the years you know I've had so many we've had so many people inside the company that um, you know have shared that spotlight and become uh, the, the, the dedicated rep for certain artists or customers and things like that. So I just want to say uh, thank you. You know, as you mentioned, there will be comments here. So thank you, everybody, for your support and um, believing in what we do and supporting our company and trusting us uh, to craft your dream. I, I can't thank you enough. It, it means the world to us. Awesome, man. And if for when Zach listens to this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's Inside the best, joke. man. Yeah, no, Zach's the best, dude. He's brought such a, a spark of, 
of energy and creative um, flow and process to this company that we were missing for a bit. And he's, he has become a, <laughs> a worldwide thing that I, when people say, it really I'm, like, has. I'm like, did you just know it from wherever Zach got that from? Or are you know, are you saying that because Zach says it? Yeah. Um, such a cool, such a cool dude. And, uh, and, he, and he's a, he's a hunk as well. He's a hunk <laughs> dude. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the nicest dude on the planet too, man. Like he, he, he doesn't know he's a hunk. He's just like, hey, he's a nice <laughs> dude. But the, he, he, he is very passionate about uh, the things he does in his life and drums and SJC and the SJC family mm-hmm. and working out are, uh, are some of his passions for sure. <laughs> Do you know, like, I totally I agree with Jake so much because you can even see it in the vlogs you guys put out that it's like, obviously you've retained your um, eagerness for the company to grow and you're kind of you're so excited about it all the time but you can see it in all the people that work with you as well I think that's mm-hmm. what's really cool is like it's not just you're not just leading the charge and everyone's just kind of like oh okay like everyone else is just as upbeat about it as you are and I think that's what's certainly from an outside perspective has helped make mm-hmm. it look or certainly helped it grow and you can see it as well with a lot of your younger, younger audience like <laughs> there's no bullshit there do you know what I mean? There's no like, totally. like if you compare it to, I'm not going to name specific companies, but like with other companies, you get that very big sense of there is a definite ladder here. And like a certain mm-hmm. person on that ladder above a certain pay grade will not even want to know who you are. Whereas, you know, like everyone, like including yourself, Mike, the owner of SJC is just like, yeah, what's up, man? What's up? How's it going? Yeah, you know? that's really important to me. I, I, I see other companies, you know, not even specifically just in, in this, uh, music industry, drum community, but you know, like my dad owned a car dealership uh, for 35 years, and so I grew up with him being an entrepreneur, businessman, and you know, I would see, I would go to meetings with him, and that, that stuff always kind of turned me off. And so, yeah. you know, surrounding yourself with like-minded, successful people that can do things that you can't and can put you in your place, I think, is extremely important. Um, yeah. And where I feel very lucky to have such a strong team and you know, uh, around me and with me. And so this past NAM that we did in January, um, was incredible. Everything felt not for the first time, but everything felt, um, we've gone through some crazy growing pains over the past many years. And so in January, celebrating our 20th anniversary, having our team there, um, our marketing team anyway, you know, half the company, um, every day just felt incredible. We were at the Airbnb all together. We were at dinner together and we were just on such a high of positivity and ideas and it felt like there's no end in sight for this company we literally i'm still sifting through ideas from our sessions um from being at the airbnb (laughs) and like we just have so many ideas on product and marketing and activations and i'm so lucky to have uh that crew we call ourselves the taco boy crew um (laughs) so we have a text thread going the taco boy thread and we've got different documents taco boy this taco boy that um, so we're just, uh, I feel lucky, man. I'm re-inspired and reinvigorated more than ever. Um, especially, you know, after, uh, 20, 20 years, you know, they've been yeah, pretty man. long years at times, but, uh, it's 20 short years, really, you know, we're such a young, uh, new company still. Um, and we're so, so eager still to, uh, to just craft cool things, cool drums. Yeah. yeah that that Toy awesome, Story man. snare drum that you guys built for them was oh. absolutely awesome. Thank yeah, you. That was Thank you. And that's, that's again, such a testament to our team. You know, I, we, we, we brainstorm ideas, put them in the workload. And then, you know, the guys on the floor start building them. And Louis came up to me. He's just like, yo, what if we put a pull, you know, the, the, 
the stuffed animals of all these, <laughs> you know, where, where Woody says stuff. What if I, what if we get one and put that in the drum? I'm like, yeah, incredible. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going to do. So I bought one on Amazon. We ripped it apart and put the pull string and he's like, ah, I got a snake in my boots. Like, dude, like I, it's just those types of things that happen through that creative process are so fun. And again, testament to our workers and our, and our, our drummers that play our stuff that are willing yeah. to trust us to do that. So thank you. Yeah, for sure. So Adam, you said that your favorite kit was the uh, DeLorean kit. Yeah. My favorite kit was probably the Jaws kit. For oh, the Jaws Jake kit was from, sick. Oh, so uh, good. It was four years strong. Four years strong, yeah. Um, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my days, that is something I've never seen before how he found a stand to fit that rack to me and I have no idea. Yeah. But it was just insane and it was something I'd never seen before. So Mike, what I know you've probably got a handful, but if you can just pick one or two of your favorite builds ever. Yeah. Uh thank you guys for both uh for saying both those are your favorite. Those are both incredible builds. We had such a blast building those. That that Jaws kit is one of the all time just top ones and jake masuka the drummer of four years a great friend of mine he was one of the first supporters of sjc yeah is, is he local to you guys they're they're massachusetts based don't they just up the street so my old band in four year would play shows all the time yeah. and when sjc started jake and the guys came to my grandma's basement and visited you know the factory and uh you know we just, uh, <laughs> we, we've crafted a lot of drums for them and it's always a blast jake is a very creative dude and uh, just got to give shout out to four year. Those dudes are, their new record is incredible. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah, killing awesome. it. They've, I've been in love with that band for many, many years, but the new stuff is awesome as well. Mm -hmm. Incredible. So um, with that said, all of the drums we craft are, are again, kind of like my babies, my, <laughs> my children going out into the world. So I love them all. Um, but my most memorable and, and I would say hands down, my, my favorite is the first uh, wood burn kit that we did with the butcher. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, it yeah. was a huge kit it was like a 24 or 26 inch kick drum an 18 inch floor and a 13 inch rack and drums had been wood burned i want to say maybe like with little little designs but never as intricate as that the mm -hmm. butcher his name is andy morotech and he played in a band called the academy is and they're one of the bands that kind of changed my my thinking about creativity and drums um, met andy through uh panic at the disco and no i didn't i met andy at the at the palladium in worcester it was them, Midtown, and Hidden in Plain View, and Matchbook Romance playing. And I went to visit the drummer of Midtown, and I met Andy at that show. Um, they were on Crush Management on Fuel by Ramen, so um, they were kind of like getting their spark at the same time as Panic at the Disco. And Andy is an incredibly talented musician and artist. And he came out to, to Massachusetts and stayed with me at my apartment for like a week. And he's like, dude, I have an idea to do a full, burn wood, uh, full wood burn kit and he stayed at that factory in our garage shop um, for six days straight, night and day. <laughs> I would bring him Taco Bell every like six hours. <laughs> Just to make sure he was okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, and he put these incredible owls in and just, you. I'll send you a picture. You can, you can, uh, we can post about it. Um, yeah, I think I've seen it. Such a crazy kit. And then we just put a really, really simple walnut to like a colonial maple to natural fade. And we put wood badges. One of them looked like an acorn and like a squirrel. Mm. And uh, we took that kit to Nam that year. And it, it just turned a lot of heads. It had wood hoops and it sounded incredible. Um, I burned all the wood hoops. It has like little like uh, lines throughout all the hoops. So he's like, dude, 
my, his hand was cramping up at like day five. He's like, you got to do all the lines. It doesn't, it's not hard. So I did all the lines and it was just <laughs> such a memorable moment for me where the drums were incredible. Um, but it was a turning point for me where getting to know Butcher through that process really changed my way of thinking of drums, like where that allowed me to, one, it allowed the Butcher Hoops to, to be born because we made the mm -hmm. Butcher Hoops based on Butcher. Um, and that allowed for things like the DeLorean kit to have the big wood hoops on the bottom or the, the Jaws kit to have the big, you know, shark teeth yeah. uh, hoops. It, none of those would have happened if it weren't for that relationship with the Butcher and his creativity that inspired me and my brother. Um, so that one right there is hands down uh, my favorite. Amazing. Dude, that's, that's so cool. So cool. Like, I mean, it's just, it's quite interesting to just think about how it's evolved. Like, do you get involved a lot in the actual building process anymore? Or, um, <laughs> that's a touchy subject because our manufacturing in the factory, they, they have such a flow and a process and mm -hmm. the work order goes in, the parts are pulled, it goes through the steps, it gets photoed, it goes into our sound booth and it ships out. Um, I'm not like, I'm not very, uh, and I mean this in the friendliest way possible. I'm not very welcome in the factory. Because <laughs> I, go out, I go out and I see stuff and I'm like, Ooh, what's this? Like, you, this would look really cool. Adding a stripe of this or like, I just see things um, again because of butcher or my brother or the guys in the factory. Like I'm just inspired by so much. And I always want to add things to the process that, gets frustrating because then you either going to go approve it by the customer or the guys have to then go back a few steps. So we've worked on this process over the last few years. where like, I know where, where I can kind of not step in where I'm going to make somebody angry. Um, but Nam and uh, artist drums and things like that. I take a lot of pride in getting involved with trying to push the limits and going, all right, cool. The artist wants this, but what if we did this? Yeah. If we did this, it would be something new in the industry. It would kind of be, maybe be a trendsetter or turn some heads where it won't just be your typical age white pearl drum set. It'll be an age white pearl drum set turned on its side where there's four or five other accoutrements, if you will, that oh, other, drum, <laughs> other drum companies. Strong. I like, I use that word in my head along a lot. What accoutrements <laughs> can we add? I can't spell it, but it's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I can't spell it either. Uh, we're drummers, man. We don't know how to, how to spell it. <laughs> We can count to four. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I try to, and I love getting involved. Like we've done a lot of yard sale drums. Where we'll go through the factory and liquidate a lot of old stuff. Um, and I like getting involved with that. You know, I do like to get in and assemble a, li a little bit. I know it's kind of a pain in the butt for the guys because it's, it's taking their tools and I'm, I'm kind of in their way a little bit, but um, I like to do that because it kind of brings me back to the early days in the, in the, getting my hands dirty. Like my mom helped me assemble a bunch of drums last year. Um, it just, I don't know. I it's to me, it's staying true to our roots and it's getting me back, not just behind a desk because I live 99% of my life uh, sure. work wise in spreadsheets and things like yeah. that. So sure. um, yeah, I, I uh, it's not the most welcome all the time, but I, I do enjoy it. <laughs> and I guess that helps kind of freshen you up for when you do go back to the office, if you will, um, of like, going back to the spreadsheets because then you, you're kind of bringing a whole new energy to it again because you've been back to the roots of it, you know? Totally. Yeah. And I, I implore any business owner or any musician that is in a creative funk to like, just stop, get out of what you're in day to day and go out and do something different. Like for a few years, mm -hmm. I was out drum teching and just going on the road and being with the artists. Cause it would give me an insight to the issues they were experiencing to help figure out new ways to craft drums and, 
um, yeah, it's just, it's a new way of looking at things. And um, again, you know, just getting back to the early days for me, like remembering why we're here um, and just for the love of drums, you know? Yeah. What were yeah. some of the struggles you found in the early days when you were first developing SJC? Yeah, great question. And it's not, it's not unlike a lot of small businesses or any business in the early days, just cash flow problems. You know, you don't have enough money to finish certain orders. You're stealing lugs off of a drum to finish another dude's drum that has to get it real quick. You know, we're in the music industry. So again, that story I told you about panic at the disco, like that happens often where bands don't, they know they have a tour coming up, but they don't know the aesthetic of the backdrop or what the theme is going to be. And us being a custom company, you know, we're, we're there to craft the drums to match that theme of their tour, yeah, you tour on especially that. for totally. bands like Panic, you know? Um, and so we're always getting orders for a quick turnaround time. That's really difficult to handle being a small company with limited resources and inventory and people. Um, just delegating, you know, we're, we're again, a small company and I'm, I'm, uh, I try to be a good leader and mentor and manager, if you will. Um, but, you know, I'm 35 and, I in the early days especially like we had a lot of our friends and it was me and my brother so not knowing when and how the right place to talk about something or the right way to do something that was really hard for me and still is um managing people like I I'm not good at it and it's um it's a difficult thing it's a challenge for a lot of business owners a mm -hmm. lot of entrepreneurs um because I'm, I'm good at creative and art a and r I'm not good at numbers I'm not good at sales and I'm not good at that sort of stuff um, so delegating and knowing what you're good at and knowing what you're not good at is extremely difficult, um, for again, a lot of entrepreneurs and me, you know, I'm the first mm -hmm. to admit all of that. So, you know, we, we've challenged, we, we've experienced a lot of challenges, um, like that, but we've always been scrappy again and nimble to, to make our way through those, um, those challenges, just like right now we're going through this pandemic where we mm -hmm. don't know what the world is going to look like when this thing is over, cause it's not going to be over on you know, May 4th is when Massachusetts can go back outside. What, May yeah. 4th, the virus is just going to go away? Yeah. You know? For me, personally, if it went away on Star Wars Day, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> that, would, that would mean that there's something in there. There's yeah. something there. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of Jedi mind trick that yeah. just kind of, like, made it go away. <laughs> um, yeah, we... Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's it, man. You know, uh, we, we did a show called The Prophet here in America. I think it's around the world where we yeah. televised a lot of our dirty laundry, man. Like I was, I've never been too, um, I've always been honest and transparent with our, with our customers and our fans. And, uh, you know, that show definitely aired a lot of our dirty laundry and things that we mm. didn't know uh, what we were doing. And, and um, we're still here and we're stronger than ever. And as long as you can learn from your mistakes, I've always, you know, taken that as a as an opportunity to grow. Do you think had you have not done the profit that you would have gone under? No, we would have found a way, you know, um even since we did that show we've had some unbelievably trying times that we've mm -hmm. had to figure out how to how to make it through. Um, Cuz when when was that? Cuz that was that was still quite early days, wasn't it? That was 2015, so 5 years ago. Oh, 5 years ago. A quarter of the company's life ago basically, yeah. you know, which is still um, you know, recent, but not five years mm -hmm. is a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, no, we do, we would have found our way. I would have found a way to, to make it happen. Um, and, uh, you know, when you love something, you won't let it go away easily. I've, I've yeah, had a lot sure. of, uh, kind of like come to Jesus moments where I'm, do I do this? Is this something, is this heartache? You know, I'm not going to get into the rabbit hole of that stuff, but my, my wife has experienced, has seen me 
in ways that I don't want people to see me. And again, I'm transparent with, with, uh, with everybody, but you know, anxiety, uh, nervous breakdowns, like going to the hospital and stuff like this company weighs a lot on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. It's my baby. And, um, I'm not going to let it go away. I'm not going to let it go away without a fight. So yeah, uh, we'll find our way through. Mm -hmm. Totally. Awesome. Dude, that's so cool, man. Like, I think, like, for me, certainly, like, from watching the company from when I was younger to now, certainly to speaking to the main man, you know, it's, it's, that actually gains <laughs> a lot more respect, like, knowing that, you know, because it's, it's not just like a, oh, well, if this doesn't work out, then, you know, on to the next thing, or I'll just go back to drum teching, or just, you know, like, it's not like that. It's, it's, Totally Thanks for saying that, man. There, there is no next thing for us. There's other things that we can do and I can do and I will do. Um, if I got to go back to bagging groceries like I did when I was 15 uh, or Dunkin' Donuts, I'll do it. Um, but this company... <laughs> oh, Dunkin' always... Donuts. We don't have that over here. <laughs> oh, oh, such man. a shame. Dude, the closest we've got is Krispy Kreme, man. Oh, yeah. Not the same, we man. don't have a Krispy Kreme around here. Uh, there's, some, there's some down south, I think. But... Um, but yeah, man, we're, we're always here and, and, and we'll find a way to make this company go and grow however big or small that is. Um, I appreciate you saying that, man. Um, it means a lot that, that the fans and customers that we have and the people that believe in this company, we're not a drum company. Um, you know, we make drums, but we're, we're, a, we're a, I feel like a motivational um, company that gives back to the drum community and the music industry. Um, first and foremost, you know, we just happen to make drums and that's how we pay our bills. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. No, you're welcome, man. Thank you. Like, it's just, it's, it's just pretty cool. Like to see people who have started something 20 years ago, literally because they love it to still be doing it, you know? It's yeah. Cool. I'm lucky, man. And I feel, I feel wicked lucky to be able to do this. And you're only 35. Yeah. How how are you still only thirty five? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got dude, we got we got such a head start. I, I meet people like I'll do lectures at a conference or a, or a school or something about business and the company, and like people come up to me after and like you started twenty years ago, and I'm like, yeah, like you look like you're twenty three. I'm like, no, like I started it when I like we were fifteen, and again I was fifteen. So the, for the first like legitimately seven years of the company, we didn't know we didn't know much about what we were doing. We weren't. We weren't paying taxes. We didn't have like a legit bank account. <laughs> it was my brother and I working other jobs to buy drum parts to do this and refurbish drums and, and get it going. Um, we, we became an LLC, like, you know, probably like five or six years into it. But we yeah. got a head start. We were, we were extremely young. Um, and we, again, we didn't know what we were doing. And we, we just, we found our way at a young age. We found our passion very, very early on. And so, um, yeah, I'm lucky that I'm only 35. You know, there are days where I feel like I'm, 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 a lot older than that and i my body <laughs> sitting down and won't do what it used to do my grandmother uh lived behind my parents house where my, our office was in our bedrooms and uh my grandma would always say because she'd see us going back and forth the backyard all the time to build drums and she's like you guys are like the energizer bunnies you're you're burning the candle at both ends <laughs> and i'll never forget that and like i got a tattoo on my leg of a candle burning at both ends because ah, nice. <laughs> nice. like, i gotta try and slow down someday but you know it's uh it's too fun to, to slow down right now yeah oh, oh this, this is, is all bullshit, bullshit. You're, you're actually 65 and you've just had a load of surgery <laughs> Or I'm actually 25, like people think, and I have a bunch of <laughs> wild investors that are that are the people behind the scenes, behind the curtain, having me say that I love drums and they're paying for everything. <laughs> oh, that, which, which one? That's is the it? dream. <laughs> and we'll leave that leave that for everybody else to decide. Exactly. <laughs>
Dude, that's cool. So awesome. I, I, I appreciate you guys' support and your questions and having our drums and drummers only um, is, is such a cool thing for me. I've been a fan of that drum store for so long and um, I love England. I love you guys. I love <laughs> drummers over there. Like I, I just, I became infatuated with, with uh, the scene um, throughout the UK at an early age. We, we, we worked with the, another store out of Colchester and um, they hooked it up, you know, so early on and i i just i love what you guys do and i can't thank you enough for supporting our brand and the the uh the custom aspect and the trends that that are created on on custom drums over there yeah um is so cool like i love the designs that you guys come up with a lot of the the early days um like glitter stripes glitter finishes of the pinstripes and stuff like that mm -hmm. um it, it came out of the uk so um yeah I'm, I'm so stoked to be in your store and thank you guys so much for supporting sjc no, thank oh, you. you're very welcome, man. Thank you. Um, do you still get to play? Um, no, I don't. I, I, I've tried. Uh, you know, No Trigger is still doing stuff, and and uh, and uh, I miss it for sure. Like I miss going on the road, but I'm just real busy with SJC. I can't commit time to anything else, especially now that I've got a kid. Jake, you can mm. attest to that for sure. Yep, for um, sure. You know, having kids definitely <laughs> takes a lot of your time, and it's a priority for me. Like I want to be there for my son, but the coolest thing for me, um, you know, that's happened in the last three years is like my son loves drums. And yeah. as I get older, you know, my, my son Cove comes to a lot of shows with me. He comes to the NAMM show and a lot of our drummers know him, all the staff know him and love him. And like thinking about it, if this company is there for my son to take over someday, you know, I'm not going to push it on him by any mean, but he loves drums. And so I get to jam. I've got a little kit in my, in my house um set up with mesh heads and he's got this little ninja turtles drum set um, that we just jam on and so you know i'll hit the drums every now and then um but actually playing um i miss it so much and i've i've got a five-year plan for myself to renovate my basement and get a, a soundproof room where i can actually have an, a, a legit drum set because we've got one at the at the factory but i just feel bad playing it because i'm like there's so much work to do and like i just don't have, I don't have time there's so much other stuff and i want to get home so i can have dinner with my wife and my son so yeah everybody else at the office is like look at this guy he just comes in and plays the drums that's what i'm <laughs> afraid of i don't i don't want that to happen i want to i want to at least lead by example and i want them to be able to play the drums um and chill but you know i don't i don't uh i don't know it's all right I don't, I miss it, but I'm not, I'm not sad by, by many means because I'm, I'm able to do so many other creative things that I love. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Um, I suppose, uh, I suppose we should ask as well, what, what's, what's coming? What's in SJC's yeah, what's, what's future? Next? What can you tell us? What's near? What's far? Totally. Um, we've got a lot of exciting stuff uh, in the works. You know, we're re-strategizing a little bit right now, given the current uh, mm -hmm. climate out there. Um, we're doing a lot of workshops and activations with vans and the loads of the craft stuff. You know, we're expanding that brand, if you will, um, immensely. We're going to be doing a lot of activations, uh, you know, hopefully overseas. We'll be over in England, um, do some stuff at the store. And um, we've got a lot of great product. We've got the Paramount Tuxedo that's on fire right now. Mm. Uh, we just launched the Chrome version of that. Uh, we just launched the Cyber Yellow Pathfinder, um, yeah. which is incredible. We've got the Josh Dunn Bandito kit, which is on fire right now. Um, and we're going to be launching the Josh Dunn Crowd Snare version three. The first oh, version was oh. a flat black with the red badge. The second yep. version was a flat black with the yellow badge. This version that's coming out in the next, I think, 60 days is going to be the Josh Dunn yellow acrylic, 
with the oh, black, yeah, black yeah. hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Incredible price point, incredible snare drum that's going to fly. Um, we've got some new product that we're working on with Jay Weinberg that I can just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> nice. That is going to be, it's really fun working with Jay because he's a very, um, just like the butcher, he's, he's also extremely talented. He's um, so, so creative, creative Jay. He's so, so creative, creative, right? Yeah, Jake, you saw him paint. Yeah. Like, He's just spending a few days with him, you can see that he's he's got so much creativity, just and it just falls out of him in so many ways. Totally. So hanging with him, like we went to uh, Tokyo for a little to the craft mm. event last year, and so I was with him um, and just brainstorming ideas. And so we've got a, a slew of product coming out with him that's going to be just incredible. Um, yes. It's going to be product that the the market hasn't seen, price points and finishes and aesthetic, all with his name on it. Uh, it's going to be really really cool um gosh dude we've we've got so much uh we've got uh new website stuff going on we've got a bunch of drummers joining the family we've got some more stuff with trey cool um yeah we've got a lot in the works and I, i'm really excited i'm just i'm all over the place because i'm having yeah. every day as things get pushed out another 30 days because of the the, the virus i'm having to restructure and reorganize a lot so mm -hmm. i'm gonna i've got post-it notes all over my desk and my walls <laughs> right now helping guide me on the on the next thing but there's a there's a little sneak peek for sure awesome man. nice one That's man absolutely awesome i'm gonna round out this interview i this is a, an occasional recurring segment that i bring into the podcast every so often uh, whether people enjoy it or not i don't know do i care no i don't um so this it's is your podcast you can do whatever you want exactly fuck it why not um so um it's basically just a quick fire so just random questions so just so first off, what is your favorite movie? Oh, uh, Brigsby Bear. Oh, what's that? Yeah, you gotta watch it, man. Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you what it's about. Just watch <laughs> it. Uh, all right, my, my 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 top 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 favorite movie is Big. Um, ah, good choice. You know, have you seen Big? Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, Big is an incredible movie. Um, that's definitely hands down my favorite movie. I've got the, the Zoltar machine from that movie is tattooed on my arms, on my arm. Um, uh, but oh, Tom wow. Hanks, I'm, cool. just, I'm Googling it right now. It's a 1988 movie. Big, um, is definitely I, my hands Adam, down favorite. Adam wasn't movie. born in 1988, by the way. Uh, okay. I was only three. So it's, yeah, a, it's like a, a movie you watch in the nineties. <laughs> um, but Briggsby Bear came out in 2017 and it, it, I'm trying to get the dude's names. Uh, you know, Andy Samberg. Oh yeah, yeah. man. You know, the, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy exactly yeah. he's in that movie and no one talked about this movie and i don't know why i watched it on a, i was on a flight home from uh china 30 something hours and i'm just watching all the movies and briggsby bear was on it and it's my it's my new favorite movie you gotta watch it to understand okay. it but he, he's in it and it's it's not very funny like you would expect from those dudes um but but that whole crew from from the snl days is is behind producing that movie so oh, wow. that wasn't a rapid fire answer i apologize <laughs> no that's fine that's perfect. that's perfect i am a long-winded answer kind of guy but that's perfect that's that's the name of the game um what are your top three bands right now right now right now oh i gotta put 311 at top because they'll forever be my top favorite band um but uh let's see them four years strong their new record is just on rotation all day long and uh, i'm looking through my spotify to see what is uh what is top top and i'm gonna say number three is uh is turnover this band turnover oh, they're cool. here, here in the states uh they're incredible i listened to their record um their new record peripheral vision i don't even know when that came out it's new to me 
So those are my top three. Nice, nice one. one. Um, what, what is your, is your current... current um, I've, I've got, got it written, written down here as Netflix, Netflix binge, binge, but what, what is, is your current, current like, TV, TV show binge? binge? If you have Ozark. to. <laughs> Ozark. Ozark on Netflix is, is incredible. Um, my wife and I are blasting through season two right now, or season three. I'm not sure, but Ozark. Nice one. Have you watched the uh, the Tiger King documentary? <laughs> Dude, I watched the uh, first episode. Um, I don't get much time to watch stuff. So my like at night, every like three nights, my wife and I will watch Ozark or something. Uh-huh. Um, so what, shows like that, I have to kind of watch on my own because my wife is just like, I want to watch something that we're going to like be able to really get into. And it's not like a, not like that. So I'm going to watch, watch Tiger King. I watched the first episode like when I was like blasting through some spreadsheets a week or so ago, but I've got to finish it. And I'm, I am in for a treat. I know that. Bro, oh man, I'm in deep. I'm in deep and I'm, I, I cannot stop watching it. Like, it's hilarious. It's so good. When you, when you think it goes one way, it just like kind of flips it on its head. Like, it's, yeah. anyway, that was just side point. We considered like a, a documentary, docu-series yeah. type of thing. Totally. My, my wife and I like, like to watch like, uh, I don't know, just regular series. I don't even know. What to, I'm not much of a, of a watcher of shows, so um, I don't get, get in, <laughs> into a lot of that stuff. But I watched the first episode and I'm stoked to finish it. Um, what's the worst job you had before sjc oh i'm lucky to have have had any jobs um so i gotta preface <laughs> it with that my, i was very young i was working under the table at dunkin donuts in a grocery store um because my parents knew the owners but when i was working at uh it was called parking shop here in dudley and uh man they would make me at the end of every shift after doing my stocking and bagging and checking out and stuff like that i would have to literally go in the meat room where where they would cut the meat and clean it and they literally would just be like here you go here's a hose and so i'd have to put plastic bags and i hope i don't get them in trouble by saying this this is years ago i'm sure they've changed their way <laughs> i had to put plastic bags on my shoes and i wore glasses at back then so i had nothing on my head and i would spray with a high pressure hose all the meat cutting machines and meat <laughs> with, like raw meat would be flying at me on my glasses like in my hair it was disgusting and i, I became vegetarian very quickly after that um it was it was terrible but this hose had like high powered water with like soap in it and i'd have to clean the whole meat room just blood and guts it was it was so bad i'm i that was hands down the worst job ever oh that's a good answer yeah yeah i think that's probably the best answer to that we've had so far that's wow sorry Um, anybody you you win yep (laughs) we've all went vegetarian um if you could play drums for any band who would it be and why Oh my god, that's a really good question. Gosh, dude, I I like many drummers listen to music and daydream about being the drummer of that band. Like <laughs> anytime I listen to music, uh, Four Years Strong is my new one right now. I'm like, if Jake ever breaks his ankle or something, I want to jump in. <laughs> um, dude, ah, uh, gosh, refused. Ooh, yeah, that would be my all time to just crush drums like. The drummer David Sandstrom of, of Refuse is such a such a uh, uh, inspirational drummer for me. He plays drums so different than a lot of other drummers. So to, to be able to play drums for Refuse would be really cool. That would be so awesome. Nice. Um, and I guess last kind of couple of questions. What's your favorite snack? Snack? Ooh. Oh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to say Strike Anywhere as well. Everyone needs to check out Strike Anywhere. I love Strike Anywhere. I'd love to play drums for them. <laughs> my favorite snack recently um there's a there's a uh 
It's a powder, like a vitamin, magnesium, and it tastes like lemonade. And lately I've been cutting up apples and putting that on top. So I get like my, my intake of magnesium and it tastes like lemonade raspberry on an apple. Oh. It tastes like a Sour Patch Kid, but it's not full of like the bad sugar. Um, so that's my favorite snack. I recommend that for sure. That's, yeah. That's healthy. <laughs> I like it. It's healthy, but it tastes wicked good. And like, I can get my son to eat it and he's yeah. like not eating, you know, crap. He's like getting, yeah. getting his vitamins and like it, it, it tastes real good. So yeah. that's yeah. a different answer that I'm sure you were excited. Oh, that's, oh, a, that's a dad answer. Dad answer right there. <laughs> hands down the healthiest answer we've had to that question. Definitely. Yeah. I try to, I try to be healthy, man. Cause like, uh, I just, this is how he still looks 25. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And uh, last question. question. I'm going to be honest here, right? Th- those, those lava cakes from Domino's, I don't know if you have those over in England. Oh, yeah. You, get, you have Domino's? Do you have those mm. lava cakes? My God, those, those are my favorite, okay? <laughs> like, I could crush 18 of those in a row. But I'm trying to eat only one, like, a month. So apples are my favorite <laughs> snack. <laughs> Love it. Last question. Um, if you were in a zombie apocalypse, what would be your weapon of choice? Oh, my God. Uh... I don't know. Uh, drumsticks. <laughs> I'm not a violent person, so I can't say like mace or anything. I'm going to just kill him with drumsticks. <laughs> poke him in the eyes or do like a, a flam paradiddle or something for him. <laughs> Dude, like we had, we asked this uh, question a couple of months ago on our Instagram stories, thinking like, you know, like drummers are pretty creative. Like, I wonder if you were locked in a drum store and it was a zombie apocalypse, what would you use? And like, it was the answers were just terrible. Like some of them was like, oh, um, bass drum spurs, or like someone was like a whole a whole bass drum. Like yeah, yeah, I mean that that worked out. But like it was like oh, I would like frisbee a cymbal. I'm like, dude, like oh, man. if there's zombies flying at you, you've got no chance of firstly being able to aim it, like secondly being able to throw <laughs> it. Like, like oh. what would you what would you guys be? Well, I want to know yours. Gone, Adam. You can go first since you've researched this. Oh, oh man, now, oh, now I'm on the spot. Now, now I feel so much pressure because if I give a terrible answer, people will just be like, oh, yours was terrible. <laughs> um, I guess, see, the the little rods that are on an electronic drum kit to hold the pads onto it. Oh, yeah. I would just have like one of those in each hand. just. Oh, like knuckle dusters. Yeah, style. just tearing through them. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I think mine would probably be the bottom of a cymbal stand so you've got the three legs open Smart. so you could you could spin it and, <laughs> and then poke them away they're Throw a too close on the edge, edge yeah! of that thing oh, yeah. that's it that would be great hell yeah see that's what it's all about <laughs> we're if there's a zombie apocalypse we're, we're all screwed so <laughs> go out in style yeah exactly might as well make it worth it um, well, Mike, listen, thank you so much for your time. Man, I appreciate that you're a very busy man, especially right now, given the current climate. So I uh, really appreciate yeah, your time speaking with us, hanging out for an hour. Thank you, guys. You guys um, rule. Seriously, Adam, I can't wait to meet you someday. Jake, I can't wait to see you uh, again can't soon. Can't wait to see you again, man. Um, can't wait to see J- uh, Jack and all the dudes in the drum shop and meet everybody else there. Um, thank you all so much for having me. Uh, thanks everybody in England for, for the support head into drummers only when you're allowed to go out again or check out their website for the SJC stock that they've got. Yeah. It's all on there. It's all on there. Uh, <laughs> thank you all so much for the support of SJC. I can't, I can't I- I- express my gratitude enough. Um, 
you know, here's to another 20 years and uh, being there alongside you guys. That's it, man. That's it, man. Thank you so much. So if anyone wants to find... Stay safe and healthy. Oh, you too, man. You too. If anyone wants to find SJC, whereabouts can they find them online? Um, So for you guys over in England, you know, our our website is just sjcdrums.com, but the drummers only website. Um, You guys have an incredible site uh, loaded up with product and and information. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the the greatest thing is uh, you can go right into your store. So I recommend if you're closer, if you're not, take a drive and head head and check out drummers only. Check out the drums in person. Um, talk to the guys at the store, at the store, um, the guys and the girls at the uh, at the shop. Um, but SJC Drums has all of our socials where you can see all of our videos um, and follow along with our live streams and things like that. And uh, feel free to DM us um, or email us for any questions, but um, sales related stuff and any questions as far as uh, pricing and financing and things like that. Uh, definitely urge you to hit up Drummers Only and give them a call. Nice one, That's Mike. It. Right. Well, we'll let this this busy man get back to work. So Thank you guys so know. much. Have a great day. Thanks, Have a great week. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for the support, everybody. You too, mate. Thanks, man. Later.